This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network, the least topical podcast on the internet. Today's topic was gritty reboots. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. It is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I am Adam Lustig. And it is episode 230. And last week, we talked about popular movie quotes. Yeah, that was really fun, Bill. That was a nice little trivia exercise we uh, we had going back and forth. Yeah, it was fun for one of us because they knew <laughs> the answers. <laughs> I waited until the end, and then I got Silence of the Lambs correctly. But before that, I believe at one point I said, Old Man and the Hill. In reference to, I believe it was Bonnie and Clyde. So alternate title. Yes. I have been laughing all week when you said that the quote would have been easier to get if the quote was Shrek robs banks. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That's the the tagline to Bonnie and Shrek. Shrek robs banks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was was definitely a moment where um, once the episode was over, I hit stop and then I immediately Googled, was Queen Latifah in set it off? (laughs) She totally was, right? Yes. Okay, good. (laughs) I needed that one to be right. Yeah, you had that one. (laughs) I didn't want to mislabel that one. I needed that one to be right. Absolutely. Um, But but we did popular movie quotes last week. And Adam, we are going to stay in the same world of, let's say, entertainment. Maybe not cinema, but definitely entertainment. Pop culture for sure. Um, About 30 minutes before we decided to record this podcast, I got a text from you, Adam Lustig. And um, before you sent the link, it just said, have you seen this? Or please tell me you've seen this. <laughs> yes. And that's always a great intro text to get knowing that something is right around the corner. Yeah, right around the corner. Yeah. Um, and what you sent me, Adam, was a gritty reboot that will be coming to television of yes. the television show sitcom Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> yeah. I believe it's simply called Bel-Air. Yeah. <laughs> an emphasis on gritty. Because yeah. <laughs> we watched this. Well, you watched it first, and then you sent it to me. And... Yes. I'm curious, when you first saw this, uh, what was your gut reaction to watching it? Uh, well, I saw it in the context of scrolling through Deadline.com, which is just like the showbiz industry, whatever website. So mm-hmm. I knew it was real. I think that if I had seen it without that context, I think I probably would have thought it was a joke. That right. it was like a joke reboot of – because I feel like – let me just – like for my own personal context of this, it's like – like the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie came out. Well, first of all, like Batman, like Christopher Nolan, like rebooted Batman. And it was like, Batman is just like fun, cheeky cartoon from the sixties, especially with the Adam West show. And now all of a sudden it's like gritty, high art, Heath Ledger rated R. Right. And like the Joaquin Phoenix version sort of took that to a new level. So much so that Saturday Night Live did in one of my personal favorite sketches, like in the past few years, did a funny sort of gritty reboot of Sesame Street. And it was right. like that was the sketch of like every, like a children's show being rebooted grittily of like the slimy, oh, okay. disgusting streets of New York. So that so was like good a to sketch. Hear. It's yeah. good to hear that um, SNL has already beat us to the punch. I'm finding oh. this out at the three-minute mark. We are going oh, yeah. to be doing that exact same thing for the next 42 minutes. Yes. So um, I guess we acknowledge that now. Of course. SNL beat us to the punch. Oh, way, way beat us. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, uh, but this but, was a but this was a uh, this was a yes a a gritty sort of drama dramatic reboot about a kid in Philly who gets into some trouble who's caught with a gun and his mom is so distraught that she sends him to Southern California to live with his hard ass uncle and his aunt and he is a fish out of water but not in a funny way in a serious way. <laughs> yes, so this trailer is currently available on YouTube.com. It is for a show called Bel Air, like Adam mentioned. And I think one of the funniest things about um, the video, and I, I want to get ahead of it, that video that we saw, Adam, might not have been the trailer to the television show that's coming out. It may have been, but this whole concept of a gritty reboot of yes. the very silly, funny version of Fresh Prince of Bel Air was yes. a short film b- made by this show's creator about two years ago. Oh, okay, like cool. That. Did not know that. Yes, but what happens in the video is kind of what happens in the iconic opening of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, <laughs> where right. a, an unexpected young man is sitting on a throne at first, it kind of, something <laughs> yeah. happens, and then suddenly we kind of go through the beats, and where in the NBC version of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, when he finds out you're moving with your auntie and uncle to Bel-Air, yes. it's from an old lady with curlers in her hair, she might be <laughs> waving right. a rolling pin at him. <laughs> Yes. And in this one, it is a darkly lit scene, shadowy. He's just had some sort of gun charge. He was on the court where we also saw Will Smith on the court, except the ball bounced off his head. In this, there is a big fight that breaks out. Yes. And, And the mother says to him, you're moving with your. You're moving to Bel Air in this way that it's like, wait, the auntie and the uncle, and is the exactly. chair going to spin again? Yeah. So it's a very dark, gritty reboot. I just yes. want to uh, set the scene. Exactly. And then finally, his port in the storm in this Bel Air rich neighborhood where this like tough street kid from Philly doesn't belong. He finally meets his like his like you know his kindred spirit, Jazz, who works Jazz. at a cool record store. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we so it's uh, anyone can see it. We won't try and oversell yeah. what it looks like, but just know that it is probably the grittiest um, reboot <laughs> I've seen of a sitcom. Like yes. and a surprisingly gritty. And yes. I didn't know. I wasn't really like um, yearning for a gritty reboot yeah. of Fresh Prince. Of the of Fresh Bella. Prince. Yes. So, um, Adam, another another sort of like in the zeitgeist right now. Not I have not seen one frame of the show, so maybe it isn't so much gritty. But I know there's like a pulpy, sexy take on the. Archie comics that's very popular now, Riverdale, which is like yeah. sort of a se- sexy, sexy version of Jughead and the gang. And on is, paper, on paper, that seems like a harder sell than a gritty reboot of Fresh Prince. That's true. I can, on paper, I can see a world in which the f- gritty reboot of Fresh Prince exists. But <laughs> yeah. when you take those cherubic, freckle-faced, three-panel <laughs> cartoon characters, yeah. Yeah. and now they're hot in Riverdale, <laughs> it's like, okay, you're really making me stretch. <laughs> Exactly. You are really making me stretch. It's like you're not. I, I'm not expecting a sexy Garfield anytime soon. Yes, exactly. I mean, I'm, I'd be open to it. I'd be curious to read the breakdown, but I'm not expecting a sexy Garfield anytime soon. But, but Riverdale pulled it off. So, Riverdale Adam, in today's off. episode, we are going to come up with our own gritty reboots for shows that we think might um, deserve a new spin, much like Bel Air. Yes. So I believe you have a few um, television pitches prepared for me. I believe Just a few. I have a few television yes. pitches prepared for you. Yes. So would you like, for the first one, would you like me to go, or would you like to kick this thing off? Uh, well, why don't you go first, Bill? Mine, mine, are, mine are pretty thin. I'm going to be sort of, sort of embellishing them on the fly. I hope that that, uh, that goes without saying. But uh, yeah, please, introduce us into your, into your first world. 
So wait, you're telling me that you don't have 15-page packets of character <laughs> breakdowns and worlds and twists and season two arcs? Okay. That I was All able right. to develop in the 45 minutes since I sent you that trailer. Yeah. Okay, so we started with I Will Go First. We are greedy rebooting um, television shows that don't necessarily need greedy reboots. Yeah. So let's say that this world, okay. this world stars um, four very familiar characters. Oh, okay. um, Their names are Leonardo, Donatello, um, <laughs> Raphael... And Michelangelo. You must mean the Renaissance painters. No, no. These oh. aren't Renaissance painters. These oh. are turtles. These are turtle men. <laughs> oh, turtle. These are turtle men who haven't met one another yet. <laughs> okay. Um, they're not men, but they are the size of men. They're actually teenagers. And oh each one is kind of in a dead-end job and yeah. finding it um, very hard to date in New York City. Yep. We all um, know not that. just because there's so many people and there's so much competition for totally. love, but also... They're turtles. They're turtles. They're turtle men. And that's tricky. That's a yeah. very tricky twist to the whole storyline. Mm-hmm. So this is those four turtles um, and their quest for love, dating, and all of the perils that come with it. Wow. Um, and the show is called Sex in the Sewer. <laughs> stop it, Bill. You mm-hmm. stop it. Sex yes. in the Sewer. Sex in the Sewer. And this is a one-hour drama, I'm assuming. This is a one-hour drama, and the pilot ends with all of them um, being so forlorn. I'll say that word again. Forlorn. <laughs> because of their lack of sex, they all go to the sewer. And yeah. down in the sewer, they meet one another, meet a big rat, and they realize there's more to life than love. We also need to fight crime and eat pizza. That's so interesting. So essentially, you're, you're telling me that the show sort of starts out – uh, as almost a show about, like like you said, dating in New York. Dating mm-hmm. in New York. And the sort mm-hmm. of like plays on some of those tropes. But by the end of the pilot, they get so, as you said, to use your word, forlorn. Mm-hmm. And one might say disheartened, and one might say discouraged, mm-hmm. that they literally crawl into the New York City sewer. Just yes. out of desperation and out of just kind of like, out of depression almost. Yes. And now, they, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking since you are the executive on the other side of the table. Yes. Well, will there be fight scenes? Will, will there, there be, be fight big scenes? action scenes? Will there be big action scenes? That. Here's yeah. my response to that. In all of the other turtle, um, turtle-based turtle ninja movies that we've seen, it's all fighting. What yeah. happens when they're not fighting? Yeah. When they're struggling with themselves? What's oh. going on under their shells? That's what we are going to explore in Sex in the Sewer. The real fight is with their own demons. Thank you. That's on the yeah. poster now. <laughs> so that's really wonderful. Now, let me ask, as a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise, so excited mm-hmm. to see it rebooted in this gritty way. I love the mm-hmm. idea, Bill. So it's mm-hmm. already sold, by the way. We're picking it up for 18 seasons. Thank God. Yeah. Um, what? Where do the villains come in? I was a big fan of Bebop, Rocksteady, Shredder and the gang, the foot soldiers. Do they right. sort of come into it at all? So this is the this is what makes this show fun, complex, and gritty. They oh. also come into it, but we're going to explore less about the villain side and more <laughs> about the human side of those mutant rhinoceroses. <laughs> we want to ask what makes those human rhinos human. <laughs> okay. Can they get a bank loan? Can they get a bank loan? And just the sort of structural inequity and the way that our society is built to keep outcasts outcasts. And yes. uh, I love that. I really love yes. that. And sometimes you have to literally fight. You have to fight tooth, nail, and rhinoceros horn to make your way in the Big Apple. That is on the second poster <laughs> for Sex in the Sewer. 
Sex in the sewer. All right, Adams, and that's my gritty reboot. If we do this episode correctly, we will each pitch one gritty reboot in the act. So yeah, what do that's... you have for me in your fully fleshed out, ready to yes, pitch? Yes, fully right? fleshed out. Well, Billy, that is so good. And uh, mine, mine sort of has some tonal overlap here because mine also takes place in gritty... Not late seventies, early eighties, New York City. Mm. The streets are lined with filth and trash. Mm. Think sort mm. of Travis Bickle's Taxi Driver, New York. Mm-hmm. The streets are slick with heroin needles, and there's triple X theaters all throughout Midtown. And it is a definitely kind of a pre Giuliani, dirty, disgusting New York City. Mm-hmm. And gritty Oof. sounds gritty so gritty i would say it's gritty above all things mm-hmm. and we open on a young man tall gangly mm. weird clothes mm. pants don't fit too well mm. crazy hair all we see is the silhouette of this crazy hair huh. and he's maybe like a teen like young 20s a teenager here in 70s new york and this is cosmo and i'm pitching you a prequel to <gasps> seinfeld a 70s New York City prequel to Seinfeld called Cosmo oh, about M- an eccentric, F-G. borderline mentally ill man who is struggling to stay sane in New York City until finally, by the end of the series, he meets, similar to your show, he's able to meet his three these three lifelines, also these three other ragtag, mm. almost psychopaths who live in New York mm. City. One man who sees a, sta- a sad stand-up comedian riddled with OCD, a huh. serial a guy that works for the Yankees and who hates it, who's a serial liar, fraud, and cheat, and a woman who is a an, works for writes for a magazine who is has chronic uh, uh, depression, and these four navigate the sad tough streets of new york city in a show about nihilism uh and about truly a show about nothing that me about how life in 1980s new york city means wow what is it called cosmo wow (laughs) one question i have one question please a i am there i am with you my one question is when he meets his three friends is it in the sewer it's in the the sewer right next to the sewer from sex in the sewer in an adjacent Mm. (laughs) adjacent sewer that's good for our prime time block because we can have a we can have a crossover crossover exactly Exactly. we can have a crossover episode exactly a little fence up put a little fence up between the uh sex in the sewer household and the cosmo household (laughs) and they can kind of peek over and see what the others are doing and maybe have a couple fun scenes maybe cosmo or costanza falls in love with april o'neill from april o'neill from channel 5 news Adam, I was sold in your performance. You could have uh, said the alphabet to me, but the way that you said it (laughs) in this gritty kind of way is exactly what we were looking for in this episode. Exactly. All right. Kudos on Cosmo. Adam, we'll go into our first act break now. We have an ad to get to. When we get back, we will have more gritty reboots and maybe, (laughs) just maybe, a voice memo. Let's talk about brushing our teeth. 75% of us use old, worn-out bristles that are ineffective, and even more people forget to floss daily. Now, good health starts with good habits, and Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to brush and floss better. The Quip electric toothbrush has timed sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist-recommended two-minute routine, and there's even a size-down version designed for kids. 
Paired with Quip's anti-cavity toothpaste in mint or watermelon, you'll get all the ingredients teeth actually need, and none they don't. Quip also has an eco-friendly, refillable floss with a dispenser you keep for life and expanding string that helps to key, to clean in between your teeth. Quip brush nice. heads, toothpaste, and t- floss refills are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just five bucks. Just five bones each. A friendly reminder when it's time for a refresh and to stay committed to your oral health. And of course, the shipping is F-R-E-E free. So join over three million happy customers and practice good oral care easily and affordably with Quip, just starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash no joke right now, you will get your first refill for free. That is your first refill for free at getquip.com slash no joke. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash N-O-J-O-K-E. Quip. The Good Habits Company. Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. Today, Billy and I are pitching each other unnecessary, gritty reboots of television shows and other things. (laughs) That's right. We have Cosmo and we have Sex Sex in the the Sewer. sewer. (laughs) Extremely gritty so far. So gritty, dude. Um, on the topic, on the subject of gritty, maybe I shouldn't even bring it up, but I was Googling some of the things we said last week, and one of the things we said was bear on a trampoline. Oh, yes, that's right. Bear on a trampoline. So I thought that the bear um, was on a stick, and then he, the stick broke. He landed on a trampoline. Um, turns out he was shot with a taser. He was shot with a tranquilizer gun. He got He was murked. in someone's yeah. backyard. He yeah. was in someone's backyard. The village had came to see this bear in the tree, and the bear was like, I don't know where to go next. <laughs> And someone hit him with a trank. Sad. He hit the and he hit the trampoline. But Adam, he was lifeless in the air. That's what I forgot. Fully limp, just like a just like a a lifeless bear. Yeah, he looked like just like a Volkswagen was like pushed off a cliff, landed on a trampoline, did some sort of lifeless flip, and then flapped on the ground. Yes, exactly. It was kind of disturbing, but also silly. Yeah. Yes. Um, so my apologies for saying that the branch had just broke. Nope. Mankind did that. Mankind. That's another That's another one for us. Chuck that up to – that's an L for mankind. But yes. at least the bear hopefully was okay, probably shook it off, woke up in a suburban house, and was deeply confused. Okay. Let's yeah. go with that storyline. <laughs> um, this is the Greedy Reboots uh, episode of this, the No Joke Podcast. If you'd like to follow along in other ways, you can go to Twitter at no joke pod you can email us no joke pod at gmail.com yes, yes. Um, Adam I have a gritty reboot for you well, let me hear so, it but I'm going you want the gritty reboot first I was oh. going to say we have a voice memo first but maybe we split our gritty reboots with a Great. voice memo in the middle okay perfect so Adam I'm sure that you have um, some gritty rebooted sitcoms definitely um, in my in my thinking about this I wanted to gritty reboot a game show oh great I don't know if this is gritty but it's definitely a darker interpretation of a popular game show okay. of yore. Okay. Of yore. Okay. So, <clears throat> first and foremost, rest in peace, Regis Philbin. Definitely. Rest in peace, Regis Philbin. Absolutely. Um, he, I think he clocked the most hours on television of any human ever. Wow. That's Recorded amazing. hours. I, I believe that. That's really incredible. He's been doing it for decades on decades on decades. And he seems to be beloved by every single yeah. person in yeah. every single walk of life. So yep. uh, rest in peace, Regis Philman. Yes. Um, he had a couple of different massively successful ventures in his career. And mm-hmm. when you and I were 
probably late high school, college age, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. he dropped a television show called Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Big time. The concept of winning a million dollars on a television show was extremely new then. <laughs> That's I don't true. Think that there was any sort of so much so that they put the fact that you could win a million dollars in the name of the show. Yeah, right. So that was all the rage. Um, there's been various reboots since, um, and I'd like a slightly grittier reboot. I'm on the edge of my seat so, right now, Bill. The rules of the game are exactly the same. Um, Regis, or uh, a new host, sits across from the contestant. However, the contestant doesn't win millions. The contestant wins the right to avoid having bad things happen to them by answering questions correctly. Okay. The show is called Who Wants to Have a Scorpion in Their Pants? (laughs) And Adam, I'd like to know if you want to play... Who wants to have a scorpion in their pants right now? I would. Nothing would please me more. I'm here. I'm Imagine here that the that. lights just went down okay. and the. My adrenaline is coursing through my blood. I'm ready and I'm here for this. All right. So, Adam, I have three questions for you oh, and three Jesus. scorpions in a jar. Oh, God. You are wearing comically oversized pants. Oh, no. And much to your chagrin, no underpants. Oh, God. Why didn't I wear underpants today? Mm. Shoot. So, Adam, you have you have to answer three questions correctly. Okay. For every question you answer incorrectly, I will drop one of these scorpions in your comically oversized pants. Oh, How are God. you feeling? I'm feeling, honestly, very, very nervous uh, because if I get all three wrong, that means I have three live scorpions on my bare loins. Is that what you're telling yes. me? Okay, great. That is what I'm telling you. Okay, good. I don't know why you signed up for the game, but you're in the hot seat now, <laughs> big guy. Here we go. Your first question. Okay. Who is the patron... Patron saint of Spain. Who is the patron saint of Spain? <laughs> what? what? Is it Saint Peter, Saint James, Saint John, or Saint Joey? Okay. Okay. Um, do I get a lifeline or phone a friend in this version of the of the game show? Yes. However, your options are to only get in touch with me, and <laughs> I will have to dance around the answer. Okay, great. Okay, one more time. St. Peter, St. James, St. Joey, and St. John. John. Okay, not Joey. That's too silly. Peter, I, I associate a little bit more with Italy. Maybe that's just because St. Peter's Cathedral, so not Peter. I'm down to James and John. I'm going to say the patron saint of Spain is St. James. Final answer. Final answer? Yes. You have avoided one scorpion oh my God, in amazing. your pants. You got amazing. the answer correct. Incredible. Oh, my God. I literally just breathed a huge sigh of scorpion-based relief. St. James is the patron saint of Spain. Okay, As nice. you can see, viewers at home, I am taking one of the jars off of my desk. One scorpion <laughs> goes under my desk. Adam now has... Two scorpions staring him dead in the eyes as he wears comically oversized pants. Adam, your second question. Ready. Suffolk punch... And hackney are types of what? Suffolk punch and hackney are types of what? Okay. Carriages, cocktails, wrestling styles, horses. Oh, my God. Suffolk punch and hackney are – and I'm just going to need those options one more time, please, uh, kind Scorpion Master. Carriages, cocktails, wrestling styles, horses. I'm going to say – wrestling styles the punch and it just seems like wrestling styles to me that's just my impulse and i'm gonna follow my gut here final answer yes sir final answer please god be right i'm sorry wrestling styles are not suffolk punch and hackney because suffolk punch and hackney are horses oh my god i'm devastated oh no 
I am slowly uncapping this scorpion. And it jumped out of the jar, and it's run across the room. Adam, you survived. You got lucky. He did not want to go in your pants. Got it. So almost the game show is really as much on the host to, to actually affect. I mean, like, you're also interacting with the scorpion as host, which I love. Yes, but you can see that I'm wearing these gloves, so I'm safe. Adam, I am going to tell you that for this final answer, to avoid the scorpion getting out of the jar and running across the floor, we are going to put this glass jar in your pants right now. (laughs) The cap is going to stay on. However, if you get this question wrong, I will break that jar in your pants with this hammer that I am holding in my right hand. Billy! (laughs) Your final question, Adam. Okay. Queen Anne was the daughter of what English monarch? Oh, okay. Henry VIII, Victoria, William I, James II. Okay, I'm pretty sure that Queen Anne, I know there's a lot of Annes and a lot of Henrys and a lot of, uh, of similar names that float around the whole royal thing. I'm going to say that it is Henry VIII, A, Henry VIII. Final answer? Oh, God. As you have a hammer in your – just to paint the picture, I have a a jarred scorpion in my pants as we speak, resting against my loins, and you have a hammer ready to break it if I get this wrong. Henry VIII, final answer. Final answer, yes, sir. And I shatter the jar in your pants. The scorpion runs across your loins. You run out of the studio screaming, bloody hell, this has been the greedy reboot of who wants to have a scorpion in their pants because the answer was James II. James, no! James okay. 2. James 2. Adam is out of the studio. Rest in peace to Adam's loins. So that's what I'm pitching you, Adam. I'm pitching you who wants to have a scorpion in their pants. Okay, obviously, um, I might. Who do you imagine as the host? Is it you, Billy? I mean, this no, no judgment, but I'm just saying like that would be great. But do you have a celebrity in mind, or is it just – is it you, Bill? I do, and it's Kathy Lee. Okay, Kathy <laughs> – Okay, yeah, we're totally sold because it's a really lovely way to honor Regis's memory, honestly, um, mm-hmm. uh, and also get scorpions involved, which is are my yes. two, which as you know are the two pillars of show business: Regis Philbin and scorpions. That is right. Yeah. That is right, and we still have one of them. <laughs> Adam, we have five minutes left in the act. We'll get into the voice memo in the third act. But would you like to pitch me a second gritty reboot? I got a quick pitch for you. Here we go. Nineteen forties Hollywood. Mm. The studio system is in full swing. Stars are made overnight. Um, mm. Movies are, as we discussed last last week on our on our podcast, uh, movies are finally sort of breaking through with hits like Gone with the Wind and The Wizard of Oz. Movies are everywhere, and movie stars are the kings and queens of the world. But there's an underbelly, and there's a dark side to 1940s Hollywood. Mm. What about those who aren't movie stars? What about those, for example, who are locked in the water tower on the Warner Brothers lot? Three. Oh my God. <laughs> Yakko, Wacko, Wacko, and Dot. Three Hollywood no goodniks who are writers, freelancers, mm. coffee gophers at the absolute bottom rung of the Hollywood ladder. They literally live. They are squatting in the Warner Brothers water tower and doing anything they can to get their foot in the door. And I mean anything. This show is called Maniacs. It could only be Adam Lustig. It could only be I was biting my tongue. Maniacs. And it's about the horrible, horrible things that... uh, Hitmen. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. The horrible things that that people in 1940s Hollywood had to do merely to keep their head above water and just to, with stars in their eyes and coal in their hearts, they they will do whatever to uh, to to make it in showbiz. And, and obviously, people, yes, I'm sure people are um, you know saying like you got to keep an eye out for Wacko because I mean the guy's name is Wacko, Wacko. so be careful. But exactly. if I I haven't seen an episode of this show and I haven't um, read a page of your script, yes, but I'm keeping my eye out on dot 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 exactly you think it's hard being a a, a male in 1940s hollywood what about being a woman in 1940s hollywood i mean Mm. you have to have nerves of steel nerves Mm. of steel as evidenced by one of the other main female characters who runs one of the studios on the lot slappy the squirrel who is physically abusive Mm. uh, verbally abusive to everyone that Mm. she works with and she Mm. her presence looms large on the lot and dot ends up getting a job for slappy but it costs her a lot of her pride and a lot of her dignity as you can imagine Maniacs. Maniacs. <laughs> a show about the underbelly of 1940s Hollywood. Now, let me ask you, is this animated or is this live action? No, this is live action. This is okay, going to be live action. So who do you think plays Yakko? <laughs> That's a good question. I'm thinking like Jesse Eisenberg. Maybe like a Jesse yep. Eisenberg type. Yes. Would be. Same. Would be. <laughs> Would be Wacko. Mm-hmm. Um, Yakko. Was Yakko the one that talked like Ringo Starr? Was he the one that inexplicably spoke like like a, like he was from Liverpool? Yeah, so let's have Ringo Starr I and think Jesse Ring- Eisenberg yeah. play those two roles. <laughs> I, think, I think so, yeah. I think Ringo okay. is Yakko. And then for Dot, Dot is such a mm. critical role. I wonder what we think for Dot. We need someone mm. who is who is kind of ballsy who is fearless but who also mm-hmm. has a sort of feminine elegance it's a tough role it's a tough mm-hmm. role um i'm really racking my brains here i'm trying to think i mm-hmm. guess it would have to be our dear friend jen current yeah i think yeah so i think it would have to be jesse eisenberg ringo star and our dear friend jen curran are okay. maniacs yeah. Okay. I'd say three different levels of fame. Yeah, three wildly different really, levels. Really staggered fame levels, I would yes. say, for yes. uh, the, the talent in that show. But yes. I think that everyone would tear those roles apart. So I I'm excited so. for it. And I think, I, I, and as a Slappy the Squirrel, I want you to imagine like a Christine Baranski type, for mm. example, for Slappy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to a Yakko um, Slappy scene where yeah, it's oh, big time. Ringo Starr and Christine Baranski. <laughs> yes, exactly. Gritty. But keep in mind, gritty. But keep in mind, it's in mind. (laughs) Consider it kept in my mind. Okay, good. Um, Adam, what do you say we maybe get to this voicemail when we kick off the third act? But let's get into a second act break now. cool. Yeah. Um, Animaniacs had some pretty epic songs in their show. Oh, of course they do. They have the one about all the countries. For, yes. for one, yes. Yeah. Would you like to do the song with all the countries in yeah, it? Is that yeah, a good that's Animaniacs a good one. song? I mean, it's also got one of the most banging theme songs of all time. I mean, Animaniacs is just an absolute stellar gold-plated show. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Uh, let's play the country song. And now, the nations of the world, brought to you by Yakko Warner. United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, Republic, Dominican, Cuba, Caribbean, Greenland, El Salvador, too, Puerto Rico, Colombia, Venezuela, Honduras, Guyana, and still, Guatemala, Bolivia, then Argentina, and Ecuador, Chile, Brazil, Costa Rica, Belize, Nicaragua, Bermuda, Bahamas, Tobago, San Juan, Paraguay, Uruguay, Suriname, and French Guiana, Barbados, and Guam. 
Norway and Sweden and Iceland and Finland and Germany now one piece. Switzerland, Austria, Czechoslovakia, Italy, Turkey and Greece. Poland, Romania, Scotland, Albania, Ireland, Russia, Oman. Bulgaria, Saudi Arabia, Hungary, Cyprus, Iraq and Iran. There's Syria, Lebanon, Israel, Jordan, both Yemen's Kuwait and Bahrain. The Netherlands, Luxembourg, Belgium and Portugal, France, England, Denmark and Spain. India, Pakistan, Burma, Afghanistan, Thailand, Nepal, and Bhutan. Cambodia, Malaysia, then Bangladesh, Asia, and China, Korea, Japan. Mongolia, Laos, and Tibet, Indonesia, the Philippine Islands, Taiwan. Sri Lanka, New Guinea, Sumatra, New Zealand, and Borneo, and Vietnam. Tunisia, Morocco, Uganda, Angola, Zimbabwe, Djibouti, Botswana. Mozambique, Zambia, Swaziland, Gambia, Guinea, Algeria, Ghana. Burundi, Lesotho, and Malawi, Togo, the Spanish Sahara is gone. Niger, Nigeria, Chad, and Liberia, Egypt, Benin, and Gabon. Tanzania, Somalia, Kenya, and Mali, Sierra Leone, and Algier. Dahomey, Namibia, Senegal, Libya, Cameroon, Congo, Zaire, Ethiopia, Guinea, Bissau, Madagascar, Rwanda, Mayor, and Cayman. Hong Kong, Abu Dhabi, Qatar, Yugoslavia. Crete, Mauritania, then Transylvania, Monaco, Lichtenstein, Malta, and Palestine, Fiji, Australia, Sudan. Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. That was the song from Animaniacs where they say the country is real fast. That's right. Yes. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we teased that I was going to read a voice memo to kick off the third act. Yes. And Lord knows I tried to play that voice memo. <laughs> yeah. You, the listener of No Joke, may have noticed that our microphones have gotten slightly better. That doesn't mean yeah. that that doesn't come with newfound problems. And one of the Correct. newfound problems that comes with our improved microphones is that Bill is struggling to figure out how to get these freaking <laughs> voice memos in a normal way. <laughs> exactly. So I used to play the voice memos directly into the microphone, but now for right. some reason I have a microphone around my mouth and one in front of my face, and I don't know <laughs> where to put anything anymore. Too too many voices, too many mics, not enough space. Who knows? Yeah, there's just a lot. There's a lot happening for a time when nothing is happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But the voice memo came from Nick the Deli Man. So Nick, if you are listening, know that I am drowning out here trying to play your yeah. voice memo. We are not yeah. looking past you. We are drowning. Okay. trying to hit play we'll get there so we'll get there maybe it'll take till 2022 we'll but we'll figure out this voice memo <laughs> thing and get back to you guys exactly uh maybe we'll even have a gritty reboot of the voice memo ready by the time we listen to it okay okay yeah, <laughs> yeah gritty reboot well yeah let's not encourage people to send more voice memos until i learn how to hit play but i do like the idea of people <laughs> just sending us gritty voice memos in the future <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, this is the Gritty Reboot episode. We have had a couple of really fun episodes thus far. Um, Gritty Reboots yes. thus far. I have one yes. left. You have one left. Um, yes, Bill. Adam, is, do you want to go or should I go um, to kind of round this thing out? No, please. You take, take it away, Bill. It's on me? Is that where we're at? Yeah, sure. Take it away. So this whole episode was born out of a Gritty Reboot of the show Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes, that is where this whole idea came from for us. Um, and I think if they're going to uh, reboot Fresh Prince of Bel-Air into a, gritty, mm -hmm. into a grittier style, I think they could do that from a number of different storylines. So they focused mm -hmm. on Will in their mm -hmm. version of their gritty reboot of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Naturally. The prince himself. That's right. I'm going yes. to focus on another character. In fact, okay. the Prince of Bel-Air might not even make it into this television show. The Will Smith character. I already love it. Yes. This show features a, one of the most memorable characters from some of the episodes. The show yes. is called The First Aunt Viv. 
Here's what happens okay. in the first Ant okay. Viv. So we're all familiar with the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air storyline. Uh, a young yeah. man gets into trouble on the basketball courts. His mom waves a rolling pin at him, and suddenly he's in Los Angeles. He's in Bel-Air. <laughs> a few years pass, and he's raised by Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv, and Aunt Viv is yep. strict. She is tightly wound, but ultimately she is doing it so that she has a great family in place. And then yes. one day, the viewers all notice... And frankly, the only people who don't notice is the family that Aunt Viv isn't Aunt Viv anymore. There's a new Aunt Viv and no one seems to notice. No one seems to mind. But I'll tell you who does mind, Adam. Aunt Viv 1. Aunt Viv. The first yes. Aunt Viv. Because Amazing she Viv. doesn't just disappear, Adam. Much like other television shows that cut characters, where do they go? Well, that's exactly where we pick up. The first wow. Aunt Viv wakes up in Philadelphia with a completely new identity, and it's her job to convince the world, though no one will listen to her, because this is a psychological thriller, that Love she's this. actually the first Aunt Viv. I'm Aunt Viv. I'm Aunt Viv. Mm-hmm. And so it will take 17 seasons and 456 episodes <laughs> to determine who, in fact, is the real Aunt Viv. But one thing wow, that isn't a question, who is the first Aunt Viv? Wow. I mean, this is – I have chills. Like, I just got chills when mm. you said that. I mm. love – I mean, that is a perfect psychological thriller in the vein of – like, I'm thinking about that movie Flight of the Navigator from when we were kids when, like, the kid wakes up – like, he bumps his head, he wakes up, and, like, his home is no longer his home. Mm-hmm. I love that sort of setup for a gritty psychological thriller starring the first Ant Viv. Incredible. Well done. Mm-hmm. Really well done. We're, I'm going to buy all 17 seasons, all 456 episodes sold. Yes. That's great news um i'm just is is there any other television shows with the word aunt viv in the title just trying to make sure let me think aunt viv in space aunt viv in the jungle yeah um the hilarious aunt vivs nothing's ringing a bell so i think that you have i think that you sort of are clear there from a copyright standpoint the hilarious aunt vivs are they like a barbershop quartet (laughs) i think that's a barbershop quartet yes We're all we were all named Aunt Viv, so we decided to get together and sing a couple tunes. <laughs> um, that is really good. So, so you imagine that this show takes place mostly in sort of the the streets of Philadelphia. It starts in the streets of Philadelphia. Starts there, and it is okay, a cross country journey. Hitch, people won't pick her up. People won't pick her up when she's trying to hitchhike across the country because she's saying, "I'm Aunt Viv," and they say, "Lady, I watch the show every week. You're not Aunt Viv." Amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. It's like a twi- it's kind of like a like a good Twilight Zone episode. Ooh, I've been watching a lot of Twilight Zone on the real. Yeah. I have yeah, actually okay. been you watching be a whole lot of Twilight Zone. So It's amazing. Okay. Twilight Zone's the best show ever, right? All right, so yeah. we will pitch that to Jordan Peele with the reboot of his gritty reboot of a gritty reboot uh the Twilight yes. Zone. Yes, exactly. Um, okay, that will incredible, Bill. So really wonderful work. So just to sort of go down the roster, um your your first one was su- uh, Sex in the Sewer. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Sex in the Sewer. Your second one was a reboot of a game show, which is already like like very very envelope pushing, frankly. Mm-hmm. And that was called "Who Wants a Scorpion Down Their Pants?" Who or wants who doesn't? To ha- who want? wants to have a scorpion in their pants? In their pants. Who wants to have a scorpion in their pants? Mm-hmm. Okay, hosted or, by Kathy Lee. Or it yep. could be read as it is really a dealer's choice. Who wants to have a scorpion in their pants? Like who in the world would want that? Mm-hmm. 
Uh huh, got it. Okay. And then um, finally, this one is called the first Ant Viv or just Ant Viv? The first, the first Ant Viv. The first Ant Viv. Yeah, incredible, absolutely wonderful work. Really, just stellar, um, really stellar work. Appreciate Amazing. You're Pre- a mogul in the making. Appreciate that. I'm going to take no the doubt. gritty reboot baton and pass it to you for you to run around the final lap and take okay. us through the ribbon. Okay, here we go. I have a few options here. Um, I have a few options. I'm deciding which one I want to pitch to you now. Okay. It's the 1990s, and it is the frozen tundra of freezing Minnesota, Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. It's freezing cold. Temperatures frequently dip to below zero. It is icy. It is frosty. It is unforgiving. It is cruel. And the only thing harsher than the cruel, cruel winters of Minnesota is the cutthroat, brutal subculture of college football. Mm. College football in Minnesota in the winter, it's freezing, it's hard, only the strong, like, need apply kind of thing. Mm. And we follow uh, the uh, head coach, a beleaguered, divorced head coach mm. with a daughter uh, who uh, is a, is uh, also a student on campus, but they have a sort of a strained relationship um, thanks to the divorce. And we follow this coach, Coach Fox, and his two uh, assistant coaches, one who is a sad lifelong bachelor unlucky in love mm. uh in his 70s like like maybe an alcoholic mm. like not doing great um not the sharpest tool in the shed to quote smash mouth mm. and the other uh the other assistant coach Dobbin. is an ex-player Say it again, Dauber, yes. Uh, ri- sorry to say this, riddled with CTE, brain damage out the wazoo, like like a, a, a shell of his former self. Couldn't survive like on the, his own. Couldn't survive, <laughs> couldn't survive on his own. It's almost as much like, in a sad way, is almost like the coach's pet dog. as much as he yeah, is like he's a, his dog. <laughs> he's, his, he's his dog, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, <clears throat> so pardon me. So this is just sort of like, again, think, uh, what was that Oliver Stone football movie, whatever that one was? Any Given Sunday. Any Given Sunday, sure. exactly. So think like in that sort of tonal vein, we follow the uh, the one season uh, in the life of Coach Fox and his two uh, sad assistant coaches. We also follow his love life. What's it called? Uh, and his, the, the show is called Screaming Eagles, wow. which is the name of the football team. So the show is called Screaming Eagles. Wow. Um, which just, of course, alludes to the name of the football team, but also like these men are eagles and they're, sc- <laughs> and they're sc- screaming okay. into, the, this one's <laughs> into the cold Minnesota Look, night. If I'm going to be real, this one's a stretch. <laughs> this one's a bit of a stretch. This one's a bit of a stretch. The title doesn't really get you. Can, can I throw some other ha- even less baked ideas at you or do you want to sort of let's, drill down I deep on at least, this one? Let's just drill for a second on this and then I'd love a rapid fire. Okay. It sounded like you really pitched the concept of coach. It just coach. sounded you literally just said coach. Like the, like coach. all the character you described every character coach. as they appear coach. in this television show. <laughs> exactly. On paper you this is coach again. <laughs> um maybe it snows a little bit more. It snows and it's and it's like dark and it's not as like the purple and maroon of the jerseys are like darker and a little like blood and dirt stain. Okay. So now the screaming yeah. Eagles part, it was that the name of their football team in the ABC that- television show coach? Correct. Okay, so they're not the University of Minnesota then. Is that right? No, it's like Minnesota State. Got you know, it's like some fictional version of yeah, exactly. Okay, got it. Do you remember in the yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel Air uh, what college oh. Will went to? 
I believe it was LAU, Los Angeles University. ULA, University oh, of LA. Okay, got it. Good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, a gritty reboot of Coach, and it's called Screaming Eagles because men are screaming into the void. I think so, into the cold Minnesota night. But again, like, you know. Uh, these are just pitches here. We could. I, I, it would be my honor to work with you, that you development executive, to to sharpen and hone this idea to get it where we want it to be. Okay. Um, but I do have a couple of other just off the cuff one liners for you. I'm excited. Let's hear them. Okay, this one is called Reve- uh, Last of the Malmechians, and it is a gritty reboot of Alf, and it is about. <laughs> Mm-hmm. about uh, an alien who has lost his way, who has a bloodthirsty hunger for cats, mm-hmm. who murders and devours every cat in the neighborhood, uh, and has to run uh, and hide from the la- from the Malmechians from his home planet, who uh, who are evil and sinister uh, and diabolical, yep, yep. who are coming to Earth to retrieve him. That's one, all. One line last, pitches. One line pitches. I last am, the Malmechians. Um, I yeah. let's make the theoretical that I am your agent in this okay. um in this uh, theoretical situation. Okay. I would lead with that in the pitch. Lead with that one. Yeah. I would lead with that. That is a very last. strong idea. Last of the Malmachians. It comes out of the mouth very smoothly, very easy <laughs> to does. pronounce. It does. Um Okay. But that's a really nice reboot of something that was actually quite gritty in a sitcom, which is that this alien ate your cat and people laughed about it. <laughs> So that is exactly. that is actually a very good gritty spin. Okay. Okay. Great. Give me another I've one line. Pitch. I just have one more. I just have one more. This is a story about a mentally ill child, oh. a delusional, schizophrenic five-year-old boy, oh. and uh, his best friend, his only friend, who is an imagined tiger. It's called Tiger Boy, and it is a gritty reboot of Calvin and Hobbes. Oh. It's about mental illness. It's about mental illness. It's about the friends that we invent when we don't have any friends in real life. Okay, so I'm going to be the agent again. I would say lead with that. Okay. Has there ever been, we need to wrap this episode up in a few minutes, but has there ever been an actual Calvin and Hobbes television show? Or no, an because Bill Waterston never, okay. and there never will be, because Bill Waterston is like J.D. Salinger in that he has like, he's like, um, you know, one of these people who are, who's like, he just won't let it happen. It's in all the rights and all the copyright stuff for Calvin and Hobbes that no one can ever make ever a TV show ever, ever, ever. The only thing that is like Calvin in pop culture outside of the comic strips are those weird bumper stickers of him like pissing on the Chevy logo. And like those are not sanctioned by Bill Waterston, obviously. You don't say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I will not let anybody take my uh, intellectual property and turn it into a television show, movie, or other books without my consent. However, I will let you take my central character and piss on a Chevy. You can let my central character piss on a Chevy. Exactly. Well, no, there has never been. Good, gritty reboots, Adam. This was a fun episode. Really good. Good work, man. Yeah. Um, Yeah. If you guys have gritty reboots, please oh, yeah. tweet them at us. It doesn't matter if it's a television show or movie. We just want to see how gritty you can get. Tweet us at <laughs> NoJokePod, at NoJokePod on Twitter. Um, Adam yes. Lustick on Instagram, Billy Scafuri on Instagram. But yes. otherwise, for the No Joke Pod, I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustick. And like always, we will talk to you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.